I'm about to put you on to some game. Have you heard of audiobooks now? Well, if you haven't, that is okay. Your girl got you now. So for all new customers, guess what you get? You can receive two months of club pricing plan free and a $10 value. You can get 50% off of digital audiobook purchases and a premium audiobook for free. Exclusive discounts and offers and much, much more and over 80,000 titles to choose from. So if you've not already, so make sure you go to millennials.us backslash shop today. This is for my millennials. Baby, you got And opinions expressed by Millennials Anonymous podcasts and their guests and contributors are of those guests and contributors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Millennials Anonymous podcast and any content provided by our content contributors or guests or anyone else are of their own opinions and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This is purely entertainment, folks. Now let's Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl Lee Swinney and I am a fucking millennial. So let's get this party started right. And so, so, so very quickly in my sexy voice because I'm coming off of a mid-season break. Yes, mid-season had to get a little bit of uh, things done. Now, this was planned. This was a planned break. However, I got a lot of shit done. I got a lot of shit done over the fucking week or two that I was gone. I did. I did. So we had the midseason break scheduled, but I had so much stuff to do that I was like, this couldn't come at a better time. Like, of course, the holidays are here. And I was like, oh, holidays. I had a very quaint you know, a very quaint, small, intimate Thanksgiving. I went to my sister's house. So it was just my sister's family and my family because my my family is all over the place. Like they are all over the place. I don't have one of those very close, tight knit families. It, we're, we're, it's kind of weird. You know, it's like it's kind of wishy washy. And that's kind of what happened, even though typically we do get together for Thanksgiving. But, you know, last year was coronavirus. And this year, my uncle, who usually, he has the huge, like a huge house, you know, he got built and everything. So we usually go to his house, but he was in Atlanta for like this high profile trial or whatever. And so he couldn't host because he was there. So once he came back, you know, it was too late to kind of get everybody together. So I don't know if we'll do it for Thanksgiving, but he wasn't there. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to see everybody, but hopefully before the year is out. Now, I don't know, because Miss Corona Lachey, bring your ass to the front. I need to have a conversation with you. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of your ass now. You need to get on the bus, pull, and drive the fuck off a cliff because I am tired. You done brought your fucking sister Delta. She acting a damn fool out here all in these chest waves and these airways. She's flying in these friendly skies and these chesses. And I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. And what did y'all do? Y'all turned around and you brought your little illegitimate baby unicorn out this bitch. So now we out here with the unicorn virus. I don't appreciate it. And I need you to pack your shit up and go the fuck back where you came from. Because I just, I'm tired now. I'm tired. Oh, you tired. I'm tired. I am tired. Not tired. I'm tired of this shit. And so I don't know if Christmas will be Christmas, you know? I don't know if we will be home for Christmas because who the fuck knows with these, this virus? In Maryland, the virus is pumping, is jumping, okay? These hospitals is back pumping and jumping, and I, mm, I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want what y'all got. Like, I know a lot of y'all is tired of being in the house and y'all back out here acting a damn fool. Like, I get it. it it's exhausting, you we are fatigued with coronavirus but you won't be fatigued with thinking about coronavirus when you got that shit like i know people personally in my life close to me that got that shit and they said you don't want that shit so i don't know about y'all but i'm still gonna take it easy like adele take it easy on me that's what i'm gonna do over this motherfucker but I also got a chance to do a lot of things. I got a chance to really celebrate and be it with other amongst other podcasters. So I'm going to take this minute to talk to my other podcasters for a moment because I got a chance to work with some really dope people over this break. Shout out to Mr. Scoob. OK, shout out to Scoob Rose from the Unapologetically Dope Podcast. I, I went a little I spoke in tongues. I went blah, blah, blah. unapologetically dope. I had to say that again. All right. Unapologetically dope podcast. He is so dope. And that's why he's unapologetically dope because he's dope. Okay. Holding down the big D. Okay. The big D all the way from Detroit. We love you. Shouting them all the way out. I know where Detroit is sometimes. Sometimes I don't. I always forget what time zone they in. I've, I do it every time I talk to him. I forget what time zone. I'm like, y'all hour behind, right? He like, no. I was like, oh, okay, you right, you right, y'all east, y'all east, you right, you right, I appreciate y'all, y'all stood up in the election, mm-hmm, y'all stood up, we appreciate y'all, so I always forget what time zone in, but I, I really enjoy being with Scoob, Scoob is so funny, if you have not had a chance to go follow him on Instagram, please do, or TikTok, at Scoob Rose, or Unapologetically Dope Podcast, because he is so f- fucking hilarious. Like, he can do these skits like no other. Like, I'm horrible at skits, but he is great at them. And so I really appreciate it. And we've been trying to work scoop. We've been trying to work on something for, for forever. Like, what, what are we going to do? What are we, are we ever going to do anything? No, I feel like we're not. I feel like, I, what are we doing? We got to do something. So shout out to Scoob, okay? Scoob is so dope. And through Scoob, by way of Kazernomics, I got a free bottle of vodka. I I don't know what it is, but I, for some reason, I can't get anything else, but I can get men to send me bottles of One Rock Vodka. I don't know. (laughs) This is my second bottle. The first one came from Patrick Whitney of PAW Enterprises. He sent me one back when we were on brunch and it's still very smooth vodka. So like, I don't drink vodka always as vodka gets me in trouble. So I don't drink it a lot, but I, it's very smooth like if you drink like a other brands i'm not gonna throw no other brands out there but it's some of the other brands out there it kind of jolts you this is a little bit more smooth it's a little bit more palatable if you like some liquor or if even if you don't i would do one rock because one rock is one of those vodkas that goes down a little bit smoother and that's pretty fucking dope and so kazernomics was watching and i really appreciate people who 
show a, that they really fuck with you. You know, not even just through gifts, but the fact that, you know, he took the time out to say, I really fucked with this. Like, y'all are doing something dope here. Like, I really fucks with this. And it was four of us there. He sent all four of us a, a bottle of vodka. So that was so dope. And he's from Jersey. Like, it came from Jersey. And I got mine first. And he was like, you the first one to get it. And I was like, that's because Jersey love me. And he was like, you from Jersey? I'm like, hell no. I was like, no, nah, I ain't from Jersey. But I used to go there all the time as a kid on the shores. And he was like, oh, you a shore girl? I was like, no, Atlantic City, the dirty part. I'm part of, I was going, we used to go to the dirty part when I was a kid about Atlantic City. That's where i was at but shout out to him he's so fucking dope i was kind of looking up a little bit i think he may have been in the music industry and he's also an investor now so you guys support him definitely we're gonna be sending him some free merch uh you know that's gonna be coming soon like i i gotta get the like we, I got these new boxes coming, so I'm waiting for them to ship the boxes. <laughs> and once the boxes ship, he will get his merchandise. So there's that. But I'm going to send him some free stuff. Because, you know, when you send me some stuff, I send you some stuff. You know? Especially when I fuck. Well, no. If you send me some stuff and I don't fuck with you, then I ain't sending you shit. But I really fucks with him. He seems like a very genuine, a genuine soul. And, um... What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I got a chance to be a part of Karen L. Say It Loud podcast. I got to say it loud. I've never been on Say It Loud. You know, Karen L. has been on Millennials Anonymous. She has also been on Maps Media. She has been on our New Year's Eve special. Karen is, she is, she is a friend to Maps Media. She is so great. She's so talented. She has so much information. She is all things amazing. So shout out to Miss Karen L. So I was on there. I don't know exactly the date when that will air, but I think it will air in the next couple weeks. So I'll keep you guys posted for when that actually does drop. So make sure you support Seth Loud and Karen L over there and all the big things that she's doing. And then I want to also give a big stepper, big, big, big steps to No Shade Just Palm Trees podcast. When I tell you, let me let me tell you something. I was I was I was in the nail shop right because now I've gotten addicted to these nails now <laughs> so <laughs> I was talking shit about them and now I'm addicted but and then I also feel like when you take them off it fucks your nails up so I just keep getting it and then they charge you extra it's a whole thing just I'm just gonna leave it alone but they he's he posted because you know Spotify gives their yearly data and they send out their yearly data every every year and so when they did it he's like look you're my top podcast and i was like that's i just got teary i was like oh no no don't do this to me in the nails place <laughs> like i just my my eyes started to ward i was like oh this is it made me so proud it made me so happy and i just was like i appreciate him and it's the ultimate compliment not only when you hear people say that they like what you do, but when you have somebody who likes what you do and they're a dope creator themselves, like they are fucking dope, it really makes you feel like, wow, like this, this, I, I guess I'm doing it right. Like, you know, at least in the right area, there's always ways and places for improvement, but that makes that made a bitch cry. Okay, that made a bitch cry inside. I couldn't cry out on the outside because they didn't, they would have been looking at me like, what is wrong with this motherfucker in here? So I, I didn't cry out loud, but I was inside. And so 
I support them heavy. So make sure, no shade, just palm trees. You go listen to them. His voice is amazing. He has a radio. He has a voice made for radio. You know I'm a Chunky Campbell Soup kind of voice girl. Like, I, I fucks with some Chunky Campbell Soup voices. And he has one of them. So make sure you go. You support them. So dope. So, 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 so dope. I appreciate that podcast so, so much. And, um... I also want, and this is for my podcasters really quickly. Listen, I know some of y'all kind of got a little deflated when the whole Spotify information data came out. Listen, don't get deflated. All right, don't get deflated and don't get wrapped up in nobody's numbers. Now, I took some statistics when I was in college. I'm not going to say that numbers lie because numbers don't lie, but they can be skewed like a motherfucker. What you're getting is a percentage, a percentage of what? So what you don't know is what that percentage means. So you could have went from one listener to five listeners and now you up by, you know, a whole 500%. Like you 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 have to know what the fuck that means, right? You 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 don't want to just get focused on the numbers either. Don't just get focused on the numbers. You need to know that it's about loyalty of the people that listen that's how you grow you don't just want passive listeners people that are listening to it because you had somebody else on your platform so if you are getting you know like it's nothing wrong with doing that shit i do it but if you notice that the same people that listen to it because you had x on your show didn't listen to it the following week or the week after then that's a they're not listening to it for you so if you have people who are consistently coming back, I don't care if it's one motherfucker, you rock hard for that one motherfucker and you be proud of that. Be proud of that. You and that motherfucker go to the movies, you and that motherfucker go to the store, like go away ever with that motherfucker because they gonna fuck with you. I'ma tell you, I fucks with y'all. Just content creating and doing stuff on social media and stuff like that, it seems fun, but it's a lot of work that go into that. And it requires you to constantly make content, which can be overwhelming. So make sure you guys understand that. Make sure you guys know that social media is is not for the faint of heart. And it's a little bit, it's the skewed in a motherfucker. It'd be having a slant, okay? It has a little bit of a slant on it. You know people are not going to give you the truth. So if you're, you're, I'm saying all of this to say my my smaller platforms like like myself. If yours don't look like somebody else's, it's okay. It's okay. Keep doing what you're doing. If your growth is slow, that might be a good thing. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, you might just have to do a little bit more marketing. Maybe you do need to have some more guests on your platform so that you can get other people to hear it like those are the things that you just have to do just just keep rocking with it okay that's that and i'm gonna leave that alone but wait a minute before i before we get to the chapter i have to oh another thing that i got a chance to really focus on was unsecure insecure well no i changed it's insecure unsecured well one i didn't like the acronym i'm a big acronym girl i don't know if you know it but i'm a big acronym girl and so when I saw it, I was like, you, I, I don't want this to say urinary tract infection. So let's change that shit around. So then it was, it was insecure, unsecure. So I got a chance to really focus on that. Shout out to Miss Nira Muhammad, who has her Queen Talks now, brand new uh, podcast that she's working on. No, it's not a part of MAPS, but she's she is a part or friend to MAPS. So 
I really want you guys to support her as well. She's a really dope creator. Also, she's also an artist. She's she actually is an artist, like a painter. She can draw like she's an artist. So make sure you support her in more ways than one. And we got a chance to focus on that, which the brand new episode is out now. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that and get our take on what happened last episode when Issa was jump shot and babies, make sure you go and you check that out with everything we're doing over there too which we only have like four more episodes this is a limited mini series so this is once this is done it's done like it's no there is no there's no more and i don't know if we'll we'll work together on something else because we've mentioned that a couple times so it's possible that once this ends something else may come in its place we will have to see i gotta see what my schedule looks like we'll have to see okay so you make sure you go over there and support her as well. But let's get to these top 10 trending topics, okay, baby? I don't even like this ghetto ass news. On the left, oh, on the right, cause they, uh, they lost their job. Yes, yeah, CNN finally said, you know what? On Saturday, they were like, Mm-mm, you know, Chris, we're not going to be able to have you be on here no more. We can't be hypocritical and we're going to have to get rid of you. We know you white and you a man and you straight, but we just, we can't, we can't withstand the heat. You know, we, we can't, we can't stand the rain. And so we got to get rid of you. And that's exactly what happened. CNN terminated Chris Cuomo and they said it's effective immediately. He was suspended indefinitely which is never good anytime you go to your employer and they say you are suspended indefinitely that means you might as well pack your shit up anytime i don't give a fuck if you work at the post office i don't care if you work at the call center anybody that tell you suspended indefinitely just get your shit take it with you um i don't care you your coat take your shit out of the refrigerator remember the little lean cuisines you left in it take that shit the yogurt all that because you you're not coming back it's done you're not coming back because when you get suspended indefinitely um they still have security walk your ass out which means you just you are partially fired okay they just got to get the paperwork ready first before they can really let you go but you your ass is gone and so he's he got fired if you don't know why chris cuomo got fired he got fired because he was using his media connections in order to help his brother andrew who was the governor of new york at the time get information on okay who is coming out you know some women about to drop some new stories he was using his ties to help him write up different statements and speeches and he was getting viewpoints from other people and it he was using his media connections in order to help his brother avoid getting in trouble for sexual harassment and it's it's really kind of outrageous and now we're hearing that there's some sexual allegations that are coming out against chris cuomo i think that he it was a boss of his i don't exactly remember what it wasn't cnn i believe i think it was another news station he was a part of it might have been cnn but i think it was another news station his boss he had grabbed her behind or something and her husband was there but he didn't know that the husband was there and he apologized to the husband but not to the boss that he grabbed her butt and he said he was drunk like it was just yeah he he needed he he got to go so he up out of there and his time he has the number one show on cnn which i did not know that i thought it was 
Anderson. Anderson making all the money. I thought it was Anderson, but okay. He has a number one prime spot show and a number one show on CNN. And it looks like they already have a replacement for him. So, yeah, bye. Bye, Chris. See ya. You gonna end up, I guess, on OAN or Fox News. He gonna be okay. He's a white straight man in America. They land on their feet like a cat. Like, it's it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be okay. Speaking of you about to lose your job, a plumber who was working on a toilet at Joel Osteen's church, then he found a trove of cash and checks that fell out of a wall, according to the Washington Post. Yeah, he said that he was back there and he was doing some maintenance work at Joe Alstein's Lakewood Church. And he stumbled across checks and racks on racks and racks of cash hidden in a wall. He said that it could lead to some discoveries that may help an unsolved burglary that was reported by the congregation seven years ago. They're saying that they found this unexpected find on Thursday when the worker called into a Houston radio morning show and he had, he, he invited listeners to, to share stories and the guy told about all of the stuff he found in the wall. I, I don't know. This is interesting to me. Like, I think this says a lot I, I'm not the most religious person. I'm just going to throw that out there. I am not the most religious person. So if you're a religious person, I mean no disrespect to you. I don't mean any disrespect. I I grew up Pentecostal. So you know that's speaking in tongues and all that. You know, like I grew up like that. But what I'm telling you is I think we need to reevaluate how much money is going to these churches, especially these televangelists. We need to take a look at this because not only do they get breaking all this money selling people hope, right? Because when you look in, in the cities, what do you have on every corner? You have a church and a fucking liquor store. So we need to really look at this to see what it is that we need to do. The fact that people are being sold this hope and they're giving up all of this money in dreams and things that they really could use in order to try to kind of make hope that God sees favor in them by giving this money to these pastors, preachers and churches and sometimes to their detriment. And we have a lot of these televangelists who are taking advantage of this and they do not pay taxes. And then on top of that, I do want to let you guys know, not only do they not pay taxes, they don't really have, because it's a religious institution, they don't really have to report where the fuck this money goes. They, there is no real oversight of where this money goes. So if these some of these big churches is making, and I'm not saying all churches are bad, that's not what I'm saying, but there are some very crooked people that are taking this money and they are breaking in millions and millions of dollars. Now, I can't speak for Mr. Osteen. I don't know him. I don't know what the fuck going on over there. But what I will say is this seems to be a pattern. Every couple years, some shit pop up about Joel Osteen and his family. Like, we maybe we need to take a look at them. You know what I'm saying? Just, just a little peek. You know, just like because I already don't really trust the way he talk. Like he's the, his his the way he talk. He's too it's too calm. It's too calm. You you know you know what we got here. We know we we're gonna know with the Lord. The Lord sees you, and He doesn't speak anything out of the Bible. Like I was like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've never seen. It's just, 
I'm, I can't say for sure, okay, but I'm just saying that a lot of money to be found up in the wall. It, it was a lot of money. I think it was like a couple thousand dollars. Like, it was a lot of money found in that goddamn wall. We need to find out why the fuck the money in the wall. Like, what, why is the money in the wall, Joel? We need to find that. Because, like I said, y'all ain't paying taxes in some places. They'll give the government, that the church that don't pay taxes, the government gives the churches grants in order to create other things in the community. I'm not lying. And then sometimes the churches don't do anything for the community at all. Like, you have to be a part of the church in order to reap the benefits of the church while some of the churches are getting tax dollars as well. It's crazy. Like, so, I mean, we this just something maybe we need to look at. Um, I'm not saying you should not do it, but I'm just saying maybe we need to look at it before. Let me shut the fuck up before I piss people off. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up and I'm just going to move on, okay? And speaking of somebody that just need to move the fuck on, like, Khloe Kardashian was, and this is according to OK Magazine, or OK News, Khloe Kardashian confessed her love for Tristan Thompson Aww. as he was allegedly off knocking up another woman during his 30th birthday celebration. There's another woman that is coming forth and she is alleging that she is pregnant by Tristan Thompson. Listen, um, I don't give a fuck. At this point, if Khloe wants to put up with the bullshit, she knows nothing she don't know now she know he going like if you together he gonna pop up three four babies at a time like she already know that he got a cabbage patch field in his pants she know that he just giving out babies to everybody it's, you get a cabbage patch you get one and you get one and you get one like she she know this already so if she want to put up with the bullshit let's stop talking about it why do we care why do we care? Because apparently this is what she wants. I don't care. It's not like she didn't know. It's not like it was a secret. Like, this not the first one. This ain't even the second one. This the third one. I, I'm I'm done. I, I'm not talking about her no more. Like, if you want to put up with this shit, can you put up with this shit quietly? Okay? Like, don't confess your love to... I don't want to hear it. You shut the fuck up and go on over there with him and sit in the house and you raise all his babies and your baby together and y'all could get together and because listen, Chloe, listen, you don't need a matching set of kids. You don't need him. Like I get the Kylie, she got a matching set. Kim got a matching set. Courtney got a matching set. Sometimes your set don't got to match. Okay, sometimes you may not look like your brothers and sisters, and that's okay. You don't. So, I mean, we we all, and you're supposed to be a matching set. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, move on, Chloe. Like, this is enough now. It's it's enough. If you if you didn't know, I'm telling you, move on now. And if you don't move on, just shut up. We don't want to hear about it. We sorry. We don't we can we don't care no more. We we done with y'all. All right. We we about done with the Kardashians. They didn't have a moment. I'm tired of keeping up. It's we done. Okay. So just sit down now. I'm just just sit all the way down. And speaking of keeping up with the Kardashians, Kim uh, apparently has sparked a little bit of like side eyes. Because her best friend or ex-best friend, Larissa Pippen, who was formerly Scottie Pippen's wife, but apparently she may or may not have had sex with Future and Gucci flops. I don't know. I, I wasn't there. But they're saying that people are calling Miss Larissa out for trying to look like Kim. And Kim must have had enough because she went on there saying, like, they can steal the recipe, but the sauce won't taste the same. Now, okay, let me tell you something. 
I don't really give a damn about nobody's sauce over there. Y'all sauce too old for this. Kim, your sauce about 42, okay? Her sauce 49, all right? And I, I just, I, no, Kim is 41. So Kim, your sauce is 41, her sauce is 49. That sauce is, is some mature sauce, okay? And when, what comes with mature sauce is a little tart, okay? It's a little tangy, and that's because you should have known better. It don't even matter, Kim. Like, at this point, it don't even matter. We know that y'all have created these very unrealistic body standards that when people called y'all on it, you denied the shit. Now you're taking credit for it? Which one is it? Like, we, we need to. Because you seem like you're a very nice woman. You really, really do. So, at this point, we need you to take ownership for this shit. So, if you're going to take ownership, let's take it. Okay, let's take accountability. That's what comes in your 40s. 40 comes with accountability. Okay, can you say it with me? The word of the day is accountability along with the letter A. We are going to have you take accountability for that shit. Okay, since we taking partial accountability, let's take full accountability. Let's just let's just do it. Okay, we 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 going in 2022. Coronavirus, Corona shade, Delta. We all we they all with us. So let's let's just let's just take that shit with us. Okay, we gonna just take it with us, and we gonna move on. And then also, Kim, since we on taking people's sauce, you might have made the sauce, but the recipe came from somebody else and speaking of congregations saying amen um listen gangsta boo has faced some well first of all we we gotta we, before we get to that one let's go back we had a versus that took place all right and when i tell you it was on a thursday first of all that shit started like five hours late we was watching DJ battles, and I was like, what is this? They was talking about, well, this is what we here for. I'm like, no, that's not what we here for. We didn't come to see y'all. We didn't ask you to do this, so I'm not sure you did. Like, we got plenty of time. Like, no the fuck we don't. Like, what is you doing? We we got shit to do. We got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Like, I don't I don't know what you doing. Um, somebody come and get him because we need to go. Like, they did a coin toss. Like, it was a sports event. I, I, Fat Joe came out of nowhere. He did. He wasn't even prepared for this. He didn't even sign up for this. They grabbed him out of the audience. He was like, okay, I, I this not what I was here to do, but okay. And so they had grabbed him out of the audience, and then that's where we at. And so he did a coin toss because neither one of them wanted to go first. So we got Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia, which apparently Busy Bone was already with the shits before it even started. He called them devil worshipers. He wanted him to renounce the devil and take Jesus. Like it was going to be like, he, he was going to be calling people down to the altar. Okay, this was about to be some, some, some real church in the house up here. And we got a fight. But before we got a fight, um, I don't know what... It made me realize why I don't really listen to this music. Like, because Bone Thugs really sounds like a gangster rap gospel group. Like, they, they sing it. Like, I was like, no wonder I never really got into Bone Thugs. All their songs sound exactly the same. I was like, is, it a, is this a different one? I don't 
I think it's the same. Like, I think only two of their songs I really, really fuck with. The rest of it was like, um, that's not even y'all's song. And I, I don't I don't know why you there, because this is not really y'all's song. Like, I don't think this count. I think we need to redo the rules of verses, because if we do, I think we will have less verses. But... I think we need to redo the rules because it's like this not really you had a one part of the hook you didn't even have the whole hook and then you okay all right so this is where we at and then three six mafia is rapping over mumble rap like they was they they did the mumble before the mumble was a mumble and and i was like okay so now we're mumbling the mumble like this is not working the mics was off it, it was just it was not good they had us all the way back in the nosebleed seats because they wanted you to pay to see it on thriller or trilla i guess it's trilla app then we get a fight that broke out and then we got a partial apology that broke out like the fuck out there on both sides I'm not trying to fuck this shit up. Pardon me. Let's keep the party motherfucking going. That's real, man. I'm just, I'm so confused by what happened. I, I really, I am confused. Now, they, the outfits confuse me too because DJ Paul is walking around in a hot ass. I was like, I know he hot. Like he hot as shit. Like it's I it's winter, but it's hot under them lights. I know he was sweating. Like he he probably he was sweating. And then you had I don't know what Juicy J had on, and I think him and Jay Z got the same hairdresser because their hair's aging backwards. Like I was like, what? How does this happen? Y'all was bald y'all whole life till you hit fifty. Now y'all got hair. Like I no other man. I guess that's what happens when you have money because no other man can do that. Like where where do they do that at? Like how do you have the Benjamin Button hair? Like is that something y'all can buy at in the millionaire billionaire club from hair club for men? Like I I don't get it. He looked like like a thriller versus like a, a delirious outfit like i don't know what juicy was doing gangsta booze titties was out i was like how we okay we sipping on scissor and titties because i was like her is it me or her titties is all the way we seeing titties the titties is out and i was like i don't know if i'm the only person seeing the titties the titties that didn't have nipples but they was out and i was like i'm confused by it we had the girl that was singing the song with Project Pat. Didn't know any of the words. I was like, it's... I, my head was hurting. I was entertained, but my head was hurting. Like, my head hurt real bad after watching this. I was like, okay, this is a lot. And I'm not sure how I can take this because this is a lot. A lot of things are going on right now. It, it's a lot. And so, eventually, he threw the bottle we it, it cut to commercial saying we have some technical difficulties i'm like technical difficulties my ass we seen what happened he threw the bottle and we had seen what happened see i was just looking at people on stage like okay it was a drunk white girl in the back i was like who is she and where does she come from like you just start looking at people like who kid is this i was like maybe this is busy kid the little white kid that was with him I was like okay maybe that's he with him because he was doing all their songs. I, I just started looking at people in the back. I'm not gonna lie. Like, when Terrence Howard came out, Lil Wayne came out. Like, that's epic, you know, for you to be able to pull those people out and bring them there. That is epic. Lil Wayne is a rap legend. You know, Terrence Howard is 
what? Did he get nominated for the Academy? No, I think it's just Three Six Mafia that got nominated for the Academy Award. But Terrence, or he might have won. I don't know. But Terrence Howard was there, so that was pretty cool, man. He was there, man. And it was dope. That was that was legendary. We had Wiz Khalifa that was there. They had a lot of like, because after a while, it just became like a cameo. Like, who can we? Who can pull out the bigger stars? Like, who has the bigger connections? It, I, I don't know. It just became a lot for me to process. Like it was, it was like overload. Then you got lazy. He he did a good job trying to host and keep it together, but he was walking around looking like he needed a pack of Newports. Like it just, it was a lot. And I was like, we need to do something about this before y'all lose y'all sponsors, because this was a lot. This was a lot to process for me. And speaking of a lot, Martha Stewart is now responding to Katie Kirk's viral comments that are in her book called Going There about saying that Martha Stewart didn't have a sense of humor until she did some prison time. Um, you know, and Martha Stewart was a really good sport about it. She was like, yeah, she's a good friend. She can say that because she's one of my good friends. And you know what it is, what it is. She was like, I still called her out on it. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you put that in that book? But it is what it is. I mean, she also aged too, Katie. And I mean, Katie was spilling a bunch of shit in this book that she should just kind of keep to her. I don't know what it is now about these books. It's like the tell-all books are just like, they just, people just be telling a bunch of shit that they could keep to themselves. Like sometimes everything don't need to be said. And Winston actually apologized to Madonna, which they are friends. I don't know if they dated or not. I, for some reason, I feel like I heard some rumors back in the day that they may or may not have dated. But he did apologize her, to her, sort of, for troll. He really did. It was really sarcasm because Madonna's out here posting thirst trap photos in her 60s. And he said she looked like she posted her ass out and her under a bed with just her ass out. And I, Madonna, I think, has had some work done on her rear end recently. So she want to show it off. You know, you get a new Buick, you want to show it off. And so she was showing it off. And 50 Cent, it looked like, he said it looked like she looked like the Wicked Witch of the East. I mean, I, it's 50 Cent. Like, he just trolls people, Madonna. Like, you can put, here's the thing about social media, again. You can put it out there. But everybody doesn't have to like it. People are going to say stuff. Like, if you put something out there on social media, everybody is not going to like it. People are going to have something to say. And nor should everybody like what you post. Do you want a place where the only people that can comment on your post are people that like it and you can never have somebody that dislikes it or doesn't agree with you? That would be a scary place. All of y'all would be walking around looking crazy as hell if you didn't have people that really told y'all the truth. I'm like, Madonna, you was out here looking a little crazy. Like, we, we're we not going to say that older women can't be sexy, too. We're not saying that. we just saying that you was looking crazy as hell in them photos. Like, that's what we saying. There was a better way to shoot them photos. That was a weird photo. It was weird. Like, I was like, I don't know why that was the photo. Like, you could have posted a picture of you sitting on your bathroom with your butt like thing. You like, you got professional photographers. You could have got somebody to did some shit for you. Like, we, come on now. No, this is not it, Madonna. This wasn't it. And I don't agree with 50 Cent ever, but I think that he should be able to say what he wants to say. That's just, that's what comes with having freedom of fucking speech. I, he's free to say it. And he was saying that he wouldn't do the Wizard of Oz even if somebody asked him if his Madonna wasn't in it with him. So, and she said he was jealous because he's not going to look the way she looks at her age. I was like, well, we will have to wait and see. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see.
but it's just everybody ain't gonna like what you do. No. And finally, Peacock's Bel Air is going to be airing soon. So this is a reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air starring Will Smith. And this is gonna be a dramatic version of the classic sitcom. And this was reported on cinemablend.com. Now, listen, I don't know why you would make the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in a drop. Like, I get that the boy, he did like a trailer, the boy that did the trailer for Fresh Prince, and then he got a show, like Will Smith reached out to him, and then he got a show and a whole thing. But I was like, I think some things are left as trailers and, and ideas on social media. Like, I don't think this ever needed to be that is a classic sitcom there's certain shows you just leave alone like don't try to remake them make something different we have 50 million high school shows shows about troubled teens make another show like this wasn't it and i can guarantee you that this probably and I, maybe i'll eat my words maybe i'll eat crow but at this point i don't think this is going to be very good and I'm not knocking the actors and actresses that are in this. I'm not knocking them at all. I just feel like this is just not it. I don't think you should take something like this show and turn it into a drama. Because the reason why it works so well is because they took dramatic and very serious events and topics and it made it funny. Therefore, it was more easy to digest. Not just like, because I feel like it's going to be like a soap opera. Like I... I'm like, okay, okay, no, 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 no. I don't think there's a way to redo the chemistry that they had on The Fresh Prince. There's no way that they can redo this chemistry. And it's just not, I, I, to me, growing up on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I don't think you can replicate this. Even if you do it as a drama, I don't think you can replicate it. Maybe what they could have did was, did Will Smith had a kid? And then kind of showcase those same lessons that he learned with his kid and maybe like make it that way as opposed to trying to redo it completely. Because they tried this with 91210. They tried this with Dallas. They tried to redo these, these amazing shows, not all which are sitcoms, but these amazing shows. And it just didn't work. And so I was like, just leave well enough alone. Okay, just leave it alone. Stop with the remakes. Leave this shit alone. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. And this has been your top 10 trends and topics of the weeky. Let's get into these top this topic because I don't got a lot of time. So let's get into these topics. Okay. So let's talk about it. It was this article that I posted on my Instagram, which got a little traction. And I think that it raised some eyebrows about people or two people. Like, yeah, that's not true. No, that's false. I don't know who they asked. It's false. And honestly, I think it's true. And I think a lot of it stems from self-hatred and racism and colorism of why this is true and if you don't know what i'm talking about go follow me first of all on instagram at least winning but weaa shout out to morgan state shout out to morgan you know what i mean we this is like the university college edition i could keep talking about colleges and universities radio stations so over there at morgan state they have a station and it's weaa and I think it's 88.9 FM, okay, over there at Morgan State. Dr. K, who is employed, I think, from of Morgan State, 
has a radio show there and she talks a lot about race racial race theory and in different racial issues but on this particular show she was not only talking about racial issues she was talking about women issues and she'd kind of like merged the two she was having a conversation a nuanced conversation with a former maryland senator barbara robinson and dr sherelle mcarthur who is the assistant professor in department in educational theory and practice in the university of georgia and they were talking about like critical race theory and one of the things that came up was a lot of the the data so it's new data suggests that suggest that black women are the most undesirable woman to date so that means black men white men asian men hispanic men if given an option they are less likely to date black women if they had an option to date and I know a lot of people in my timeline were like, that's just not true. I, you know, I only date black women. And I know a lot of the black women was like, well, that's not true. And I was like, well, we got to let's pump our brakes really quick. So we also have to talk about and shout out to Keenan Mims over there in Millennials versus the World. We talked about proximity, but proximity is not just about, OK, I'll, I'm going to talk to him and not him. Proximity is everybody. So you only have a dating pool of the proximity of the people you are around. The people you are around will give you the access to them. So in order for you to gain access to somebody, they have to be in your immediate area. That's how you, that's why I don't believe, one of the reasons why I believe soulmates don't exist. How do you know that your soulmate is in Cleveland? If you live in Cleveland, maybe your soulmate is in London. Like you don't know that. Is it that you see a lot of black men dating black women because you are in a predominantly black neighborhood? Could that be? I think those are the questions that we need to ask. Like, is it a, a why question, you know, or is it a proximity question? Because when you look at the census, black women get married the least. Of all other races of women, the least likely to get married are black women. Is it a possibility that no black women or very few black women want to get married? Sure. You know, maybe black women decided that no one is protecting them anyway. So maybe they'll just protect their sanity and stay single, which, hey, I'm not judging that. Or it could be the fact that black men and other men don't marry black women. Well, we, we have to sit back and look and say, hmm, why is that? Well, one, for many, many, many moons, black women have been kind of like torn apart. There were like campaigns back in the day specifically to showcase how unattractive black women were because black women were a threat. You have these, although technically we had no power. We had no power during slavery. We still were a threat to white women. Where it was like, oh, you know, I don't want my husband to. And you're like, your husband was raping women anyway. But it was like, oh, I don't want you to be. Uh, uh. And so there were this, these campaigns to showcase how unattractive, not just black women, black women and black men, but specifically black women. Because when you look at women there, although we shouldn't do that, I think there's a level of a lot of women do want to be seen as not then jesus christ but now as beautiful and we we tend to put this softer features and stuff on women for this more of this this attractiveness 
And so that's one of the things that happened. Black women had to cover up their hair and black, they were, it was all of this stuff, like black hair is bad hair. And then also you had the phenotype science where they were already trying to say that black people's features were so different because the standard was European. And naturally we didn't look like Europeans. So they used that to justify that fake science. And that still translated. Cause I'm like, that's that it didn't just go away because once you had slavery, then slavery turned into segregation. So you still had this levels of black skin is not good skin. Dark skin is bad skin. You had black families that wanted their children to be light so that they, they could pass, not because they hated their children or they hated their skin, but they wanted to protect their kids. So when you hear black people say, she got good hair, because these features, yes, they put it on black men, but more so on black women because a standard of beauty tends to fall on women so the appearance or the look of the aesthetic of having to look a certain way is usually put on all women but in particularly when you look at the black community it's put on black women there are some black men that don't want to date black women because deep down inside some black men don't like them like you have the boys like kodak black who was like i don't want to date a girl that's black as me because i don't want my baby to be black as me and there's a lot of men that won't admit it, but they feel that same way. I hear too many people say, I want a mixed baby. Mixed babies are the most beautiful babies for y'all to not think like that. When you look at black women, black women always get this sassy. They're sassy. The things that black women do that are considered sassy and ghetto is assertive in other women. Like, oh, look how assertive she is. She's so assertive. But black women is like, oh, nah, she bossy, she masculine, she the, like, we see it all the time. And so now you hear a lot of black men that have this conversation about women not, oh, like, they don't want to be women anymore. They don't, don't want to be women anymore, which I think is a different conversation in and of itself, because I was like, really, when you say that you want to go back to the old days, you're talking about a day where women didn't have rights. Therefore, they didn't have a choice to tell your granddaddy no. She didn't have a choice. She couldn't even own property. She had to get her husband's permission to have a bank account. That's a whole nother ball game. But I think the way when people look at a lot of those traits, they look at them more unfavorably if they're put on black women. So if black women are more vocal, it's less attractive on a black woman than it is on a white woman. On a white woman, for some black men, that's cute. Oh, look how sassy she is. She remind me of black girl. Remind me of black girl, but he don't like no black girl. But he remind, it's okay. Remind me of black girl. Like, for, for real? For, for real? This this what we doing? So I think that there. I think that unfortunately, like even when they were looking at Tinder, like the Tinder, cause that information, that data don't belong to y'all, just saying they could do whatever they want with it. But when on Tinder, they were looking at the people that got swiped yes on the most and the people that got swiped yes on the least. Out of the men, of course, white men got swiped yes on the most. Out of the people, the women that got swiped yes the most were Asian. For the people that got swiped, yes, the least were Asian men and black women. 
And I, again, when you're just swiping on Tinder, that's all aesthetic. Like you don't know what somebody, I mean, you can, in, a lot of people will infer things by looking at images and pictures and stuff. And I think there's a lot of negative things that go along with it. It's like, you don't need to have long hair, long hair don't make you beautiful. But I think that there's also this notion that black women don't have hair. Like, it, oh, she got fake hair, she don't got no hair, she bald, all black women bald, like, it, you, because most of the time, you would never ask a white woman, is that your hair and white women wear extension? You would never ask them that. Like, the fact that you even need to know is problematic in and of itself. Like, what purpose does it serve? Like, why are you asking? If you wouldn't ask this to any other woman, why are you asking her? Because there's this notion that black women can't grow hair. There's this notion that, you know, black women are usually more overweight than other women. And being overweight in and of itself is also a less attractive trait. And what I want people to understand is that overweight is not necessarily a, a trait that's attached to black women or blackness as much as it's attached to income. The less amount of money you have, the chances that only in America, only in America, with the least amount of money you have, the bigger you are. And the more amount of money you have, the smaller you are. It's only in America. Everywhere else, it's the opposite. But in America, it's weird. Even now, when you see people going to get the plastic surgery, it's them fetishizing this aesthetic of black women. Full lips, big butts, big hips. Like, you're, they're fetishizing the bits and pieces of what they like about blackness, and then they're putting it on a white body. And I think with this, this attitude thing, I think makes it even worse. Because now there's this notion that every black woman has an attitude, when in actuality, black women are not a monolith. We're all different. We all grew up different. Although we all have a common thread that we are black, we grew up different. The way that this person grew up over here is going to be different than the way this person grew up. So they're different personalities, period. So I, you know, black, somewhat black women that are super quiet. I know some black women that are super loud. Like all of us aren't loud, dancing real good, doing braids in the kitchen. Like that's, that's TV. So the, the undesirable sticker i think came from slavery segregation racism colorism and the media the i think when you started to see the portrayal of it black women continue to be portrayed as these same kind of like caricatures when you see black women on screen there's only like four or five different characters we play it's not too many we we still aren't like like a lot of variety of what black women are i think we're getting there you see women like Issa and you know yvonne who are on insecure who are dark-skinned black women that are a lead in the show you would never see that two dark-skinned women that are the lead in the show or if you did see it it would be some show about them being struggling you know welfare or something like not thriving the thing that i like the most about what people like Issa ray is doing and i think this will change some of that understanding of black women because i think a lot of the desirability or undesirability portion comes from the fact that black women are often misunderstood and mischaracterized right i think that that's the problem is that we are often misunderstood we are deemed incompetent until proven otherwise in every single situation there is and so I think when we start having the conversations about why this is, 
and why black women are seen as unattractive, especially when you're talking about dark-skinned black women. So let's start having conversations. Of course, it's not true. Black women are not less than. Black women are not less attractive. Black women are not less valued. Black women are just as important, just as valued, just as amazing, just as dynamic, just as dope as anybody else. But we just have to get to a place where everybody else, because black women already know this. It ain't, you know, black women already know this. You know, well, most of us, some of, some of us, I just want to reach out and give us a hug because I feel like we don't know. We don't know that. So next time you see a woman that's struggling, don't give her shit. Just give her a hug. Thank you so much. All right.